Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, Sally Ann here. Today, I'm really excited to be sharing Carol's experience of mindful eating and her progress to date having just completed three months in our mindful eating and living program. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Sally Ann. So I'm going to be really looking forward to hearing from Carol and allowing her to explain what her journey has been with mindful eating. Sally-Ann, you cannot believe the difference. You really can't. I just wrote a couple of things down here. So I had my first knee replacement in 2019 and I tried desperately to get down to 80 kilograms at the time while I was recovering. My body wasn't carrying too much weight. And I got down to 81 kilograms by literally starving myself. Um, And yesterday I weighed myself and I was 79.9 kilograms. It's just been like magic for me. It really, really has. So I think the thing that James notices is my energy, and I probably wasn't even conscious of it until he started commenting on it. I have got so much energy, like double what I had before. (laughs) So that's been really good. Um, One of the things that we don't talk about much ever (laughs) with anyone is my bowel movement. (laughs) (laughs) Completely changed. And I can tell, you know, like the next day if I've not drunk enough water or anything, it's been such a telling sign for me. I've always struggled with constipation. And this has just a transformation in that regard as well so that's been excellent too so um not something that you publicize much we we probably need to talk about it more because it is quite reflective of our overall health in terms of how well our body is working and you know the more we learn about how important the gut is for our health and our immunity, we'll be all looking in the toilet a bit more and, and taking notice of that. So my naturopath had told me I had leaky gut and had put me on all sorts of different things to try and sort it. Nothing did. But obviously by eating a wider range of things and eating differently, it's really made a difference in, in that aspect of my well-being so that's been an amazing thing that I wouldn't have thought about I I wouldn't have correlated that with anything else um, except that my naturopath had told me I had a leaky gut (laughs) yeah and you were aware of the problems yeah Yeah. problems with that so when we talk about you know your weight loss I know that has amazed you and we as you know don't focus on weight in Mm. the program really at all in fact I encourage all the ladies not to what do you think the biggest change has been for you in that's allowed you to lose this weight yeah for me if I ever cut out a meal I always cut out breakfast and four o'clock onwards was always my starving time So I've turned that around completely. I have a really good breakfast Mm -hmm. and I'm eating my main meal at lunchtime Mm -hmm. and then I'm eating something really light. So last night we 
family around for dinner. Mm. We had roast lamb and you know, roast veggies and desserts and everything. I just ate the smallest serving because I'd had my lunch and I'd had my breakfast. So I would really only ate to be polite. Yes. Um, and I haven't been like before, and it was obviously not my body, it was my brain telling me I was starving. From four o'clock, I was just looking in the cupboard and looking in the fridge, anything to eat. Mm. And I have stopped that. Yeah. And I'm so pleased because, you know, that was clearly emotional eating or non-hunger eating for whatever reason. Yes. <laughs> and now I've transformed that completely. So I'm not on any diet. I'm just eating really good, healthy food mm. for breakfast and lunch and then perhaps um, an apple and a handful of nuts in the evening or, you know, a very small serve of roast when we've got the family around or, yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. yeah, just trying to make sure I eat before 2 o'clock, like you said, yeah. and then always stop by 7. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Mm. And do you feel confident now in terms of, recognizing what physical hunger is versus eating for other reasons yes yes I, I think I was very much a seafood diet person <laughs> you know, oh that looks nice I'll try some of that you know um so yes uh, I don't like seafood the real seafood I know what you mean <laughs> but just anything that was sitting around that I fancied James eats a lot of biscuits and things like that so I don't ever have it in the house for me but if he's eating you know a Monte Carlo I think oh that looks nice <laughs> I'll have yes. a Monte Carlo I'll just have one Monte Carlo yes. well now I just don't do that it's yeah. been really really good but I went to craft yesterday morning and they served me up a great big piece of carrot cake you know about twice of the size that I would normally serve myself I thought I can eat this that's not a problem you know, it's been, it's just all in my head. It, it's, it's nothing else. It's just the basic principles that you've taught me that I've never known before. Yeah. And yeah. I did. I tried so many things. I don't know how much money got out of me. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me, if you could summarize it, how, how was your approach to eating when you first started with Eating For You compared to where you are now? kind of like your thoughts or your approach mm. towards choosing what to eat? I've always got the right sort of food in the house for me to eat. So if I want a snack, there's always hummus, snow peas, fruit, nuts, those sorts of things, so that I'm not tempted by a packet of lemon creams or whatever else is there. Yes. So that's really good. Chocolate, I was addicted to chocolate absolutely addicted to chocolate and um, I can give it a miss now and I used to look at my mum who is still alive and is still a diabetic and I used to think you know, she couldn't stop eating sweet things so if it was chocolates or biscuits or cakes or anything and I used to think to myself mum you know one cake or biscuit doesn't taste any better than six you know why you why when you're a diabetic I mean I didn't say it to her and why, as a diabetic, are you doing yourself so much harm? That has become a reality for me too. So I'm not a diabetic, but I now can analyse myself and think, well, Carol, why are you eating stuff that doesn't make you feel good? 
Yes. Do you think um, from your own experience and possibly your mum's and, and I know for other ladies, it's that idea that you're on a diet and you restrict all those things so you kind of overcompensate when not strictly on the diet? It's like a rebellion or an indulgence for yourself? I don't think that was it for me. I think it was just mindless eating. Yes. I think I was just absolutely eating mindlessly. Mm. Now I look back, I used to, you know, go out in the garden and I'd eat snow peas and toma cherry tomatoes and whatever's there, which is all good for me, yes. but it was all extra that I didn't need to eat. Yes. Um, I'd come in and there'd be some fresh bread there, so I'd have a lovely big slice of fresh bread because it smelt good and it looked good when I was cooking I was constantly you know popping something in my mouth all of those things I was actually doing completely mindlessly I wasn't even until I started writing down what I was eating that that was a big shock mm. and I, I got to the stage after a couple of weeks of getting something you know halfway to my mouth and thinking oh I have to write that down and I don't need it, you know. So yeah. it was it was really training myself mm. to manage that. And, of course, nearly all of that that I did was after work, you know, yes. or later in the day. That's when I'd be cooking meals and, and everything. So I think that the broad principles that you've taught me mm. about eating, you know, not eating for more than 12. In fact, I've cut that back to 11 hours because yeah. I figured that it's not going to mess up my medication that much yes. um, if I keep it within 11 hours instead of a 12-hour period. And most of that eating in the morning, they were the biggest aha moments for me and then writing things down. Yeah, and it's, and it's that ability to observe what we're doing yeah. and the journaling is done in such a way where I'm encouraging that observation. It's not about counting calories or serves of carbs. It's really just allowing you to see what your patterns of eating are so as you said that mindfulness has allowed you to identify these habits that you really didn't know you had did you no. well I certainly when I was working for a long time because two years ago we had a wedding in the family and I wanted to look good you know that was another big goal you know trying to lose weight for this wedding mm. um and I used then and so I was writing things down but they've got this scheme where it's, you know, red, yellow or green food and it wasn't easily understood. Mm. Um, I, I don't consider myself a deal, but, you know, like mm. they, they just rated all these foods differently. Yes. Um, so I was still documenting what I was eating, but it, it didn't become real for me in terms of making any difference because I was just writing it down. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, and I think this is where the mindfulness approach mm. really starts you to encourage you to, to look at that why about eating. So many programs out there say that they're a mindfulness-based program, but they're not really. They're still telling you what to eat without thinking about it yeah. and giving you quantities or times of day to eat. So I think it really is important because each of us need to eat differently and yeah. so you being able to observe what was happening for you has allowed you to set up a way of eating that suits you whereas another lady another eating regime will work for them because yeah. 
we're all unique. Does that make yeah. sense in terms oh, of absolutely. difference? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there were two other things that you really helped me. One was baby steps, you know, like just one, do one thing at a time. Yeah. And, of course, with every other time I've tried to lose weight, it's an all or nothing kind of approach, which has never worked. And the second thing that really struck a chord with me was when you said curiosity puts judgment to the side. And I think I've spent my life judging myself, mm. like most women, I guess. So I've never been comfortable in my body. I've never, you know, I, I'm tall. I've never really liked being tall. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that I've ever grown up feeling comfortable about me in my own skin. And so I've spent my whole life judging myself. And taking that whole approach of curiosity over judgment was just, I think, probably the biggest thing that made the most difference. Yeah. So. Can you th think of something in particular that you became curious about and, and helped reduce the judgment? Because just from a, a mindset point of view, when we go into curiosity, it is about I am eager to learn, I'm eager to solve this problem, I'm eager to look at a new solution that's going to last. Is there anything in particular that comes to mind yeah. where you became curious and it changed yeah. for you? I think that when I was fortunate enough to win that International Women's Day prize, I thought, Carol, this is your last chance. You have to, at this age, you have to learn. Mm -hmm. So that whole curiosity thing started from that, that speech. You actually said that night, some, you know, the words about curiosity over, overrides judgment or something. Mm -hmm. So that was the really beginning thing. But my approach before used to be um, if I went to the cupboard, um, even for breakfast and decided to have jam on toast mm -hmm. or jam on honey on a crumpet mm -hmm. I think I've blown it for today and because that's not a healthy choice so I actually thought that I really had blown up for the whole day and so I didn't care for the rest of the day because today's been blown already so once I got past that point of judging myself over what I'd eaten at the beginning of the day I could start thinking, well, okay, that wasn't the brightest thing to have for breakfast, but how can I make choices that will balance that out for the rest of the day? And so I think it was a lot of those sorts of things that actually really helped me, you know, make a difference. You know, the, the fact that I've got a fat wardrobe and a skinny wardrobe, I kind of feel like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Like you said in the webinar the other day, we can put on weight over winter, but our same clothes should fit us. You know, well, I've got to the point where I've just always had for years a fat wardrobe and a skinny wardrobe. Mm. And depending on where I was, I'd slip from one to the other. Yes. And so now, you know, all of the little things that you've said have made me more curious than ever about, okay, so now I can get rid of my fat wardrobe. I don't need to keep it because if I'm really mindful about the way I eat, you know, and keep my big health goals at the front of my mind, I'll be fine. I'll, yeah. I'll be able to live in one set of clothes. And isn't that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, that, that is amazing. And, and I was going to say too that 
yeah, it was a great example of um, removing judgment, the one that you gave in terms of, yeah, I've blown it for the day. Because often ladies will say that to me, you know, it's it's kind of like if I fall off the wagon, it, it could be for the rest of the day, it could be for the rest of the week, it could be for the, the rest of the month mm-hmm. before I get back on track. And this is what other ladies have shared with me too, Carol, about the mindful eating approach and the way it's taught with eating for you is that, yeah, sure, I make a choice, as you explained, that may not have been the best choice, but it doesn't matter. I just move on to the next one. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, that happens. And, you know, as you know, I, I freely share stories of my own in the coaching calls about, you know, the bloopers I make as well. I get caught out at restaurants. I sometimes get caught doing things, so I get really hungry. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so my meal times, you know, get out of whack as well. But it's no big deal. We just get back into the way of eating that really suits us and and that's what's lovely because you've been able to in a relatively short period of time you know roughly three months you've been able to find out what suits you after all this time you've been able to get a routine going for you and i say routine very loosely because when it Mm -hmm. comes to mindfulness you're probably already noticing some fluctuations from day to day how hungry you are do you find that some days you are hungrier than others or yeah oh definitely yeah Um, and i thought the tip about being cold was so good i mean i tend to be more hot because i rush around like a and nuts sometimes but um, this morning it was cold and I thought oh I must just quickly put a, a, an extra layer on you know because yes. I don't want to be cold <laughs> yes so it, it's all of those things it's like a million little tips that you've given me mm-hmm. that have made such a difference and I just what I'm doing now is listening to replays of things that I've heard before mm-hmm. I think your voice is re- very reassuring mm-hmm. um, and I think that as long as I stay in the community listening and, um, you know, participating, I'll be okay. I, I think if I just said, oh, well, I've finished now, um, I'm off on my own, I'm, I'm not sure that I would survive. Yes. Of course I would survive. But I, I don't think I would maintain what I've gained. And so for me, it will be very important for me to stay in, you know, active in the community and continue to listen to your tips because some of them are just so small and so simple Mm -hmm. but make a big difference so it's like the little things it's the little things that make the big things that's right and and I love you know that you shared earlier too in terms of just taking those baby steps because there is that lovely saying that you know small steps lead to big change and as I've shared before that it's important to recognize that you followed the program, you know, those first three, you know, modules in the membership program, you followed them. And that is why you've got the results as well. So it was your commitment to your health that needs to be recognized as well. And, you know, for anyone who's got a 10 out of 10 commitment to their health, that just goes to show what can be achieved in a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, well... So Carol, if you were to explain the program to someone or suggest why 
the eating for you approach, which is based on mindfulness would be beneficial. What would you say to them? You know, because so many ladies have this fear of failure, you know, fear of doing oh, something else. <laughs> um, but I think from what you've shared just now that, that it is very different. It's not a diet plan. It's not green foods, orange foods, red foods. It's really just tuning in to your body and your reasons for eating or those drivers as we talk about. So what would you say to someone in terms of explaining the benefits or what you can possibly get out of out of the program? Well, I think that outcomes stand alone. I've never, ever been able to do this by myself without swinging back the other way very shortly afterwards. So yeah. I think the results are proof that the program works. Yeah. I think for me, it's being part of a community. I don't think I would have been able to do it by myself. And I think it was all of the reassurance that you give us along the way mm. because I tried so many other things and they've never worked. But it really was about kicking my brain into gear or, you know, getting that into gear. So my desire to lose weight has always been significant and it's always been for mainly health reasons. Uh, certainly when I found out I was pre-diabetic, you know, that scared the living daylights out of me. So... All of those reasons have been important. I don't think they ever actually affected my brain. I, I can remember one of my girlfriends saying to me, well, you just have to, when I first found I was pre-diabetic, she said, well, you just have to realise that anything that's got lots of sugar in is like rat poison for you. And I, thought, I said to her, oh, that's a good thought. But actually, I couldn't connect to that at all. You know, I would never eat rat poison. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if I ate something sweet, I ate it to enjoy it, not not to make myself ill. But this time, I, th I think the mindfulness aspect of the program, so I did that every night for the three months. So I, I think talking to other people, I'd be saying, you have to actually get your head around it first. If you want to be healthy, you have to actually know and understand that in your head before you even start with your mouth because that's that's the most important thing and that's the only way it worked for me. Yeah. Because if you'd continued to tell me, you know, about all the foods to eat or not eat and everything else, I don't think it would have made any difference at all. Yeah. And, and I think you've explained that really lovely, Carol, because as we talk about in our community all the time, and you're aware of that, that it's not about food. Sure, there might be some confusion, and I get that because there's so many conflicting messages out there, but it's not really about food. Knowledge about healthy food is not what holds us back. It's more about those beliefs about food, those hidden behaviours, like you said, because we're, we're mindless when we eat or eating on autopilot and not taking notice. And I understand now, you know, I, I think back uh, when I was, you know, doing lots of individual dietitian work as a student and after graduation, doing all these diet histories and known through research as well people always report less than what they actually eat but I, I don't believe that's on purpose it's literally we don't remember what we eat and in fact there is a research study that says you know that we make over 200 decisions about food every day but might only remember 16 of them yeah, um, so, yeah. yeah so we can understand why we we don't remember what we eat and why what's happening with our weight is different to what's showing up in terms of what we think we're eating um there's a big difference because we just don't remember so no, no. 
all on autopilot. So looking forward for you, Carol, what's your vision for yourself uh, with your eating? Mm, well, I'm going to get rid of my fat wardrobe. <laughs> that will give me so much more room in my wardrobe, which will be really great. Yes. Um, I'm going to continue to be involved in the community and yes. uh, listen to your webinars and uh, little Monday trainings and re-listen to the sessions that you've done before yes. because I know that I'm going to need to be reminded all the time. Um, I'll continue with my mindfulness because, mm. like I said, I think it was my mind that had to accept this before it was my mouth. Yes. Um, so the mindfulness is really important. I also think that the mindfulness has helped me relax a bit more mm. and sleep a bit better you know been quite a bad sleeper over the years yes. so I think those things um, have certainly improved and if I can keep this energy level up um, I can transform the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's good no I, I think it's great that that you recognize that you've got some skills you know through the three months in the membership program but we're dealing with habits and and they they do come back from time to time and and having the support in the community through the Facebook group continuing on as a member in you know the membership program that's an option for everyone to be part of the membership program then you're getting that support and and reinforcement uh, and reminders as you said as as you go forward so Carol thanks so much for sharing your story today and for explaining how mindful eating has really helped you change your whole relationship with food really and your thoughts about what's possible for your life and your health. I would recommend this program to everyone in the world that is struggling with their weight and their health. This program offers so much more than anything else I've ever tried. And, you know, I tried, I think I, I wrote that, you know, I'm really interested in, in positive psychology. And, and so that's why I tried for so long. Because it was a you know a psychology based um, model, and I thought, oh, oh well, you know that's going to work for me. Well, it really didn't. You know, yeah. it's been it's been the wisdom that you have popped in every time that we've talked that has inspired me to keep going and to keep it all um, mindful, yeah. not nice. mindless. No, thanks. Thanks for that, Carol, for sharing that because, and that wisdom that I often share is just encouraging you and the other ladies to reflect on what you have achieved mm -hmm. because it's recognizing your own achievements that allows you to have that momentum to keep mm -hmm. going. And as you mentioned earlier, those baby steps, and you could see that it was leading somewhere. It was leading to change that you believe you can maintain, which has not been the case in the past. No, never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Um, you know, my weight would have yo-yoed from the time probably late 30s. Yeah. yeah so up till then, I, I pretty much was okay. Mm. And you know, until, you know, I'm 68 now. So, but the thing that frightened me most was that in the last several years, there's been no yo-yoing. It's just always been going up. Yeah, yeah. 
So that really frightened me. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm just, I can't say it enough that, that you got into the program and you gave it your all. And that's what I encourage everyone to do, because I know if you do follow those steps, you are going to see change in how you're eating. And it's those changes that then have an impact on your weight, on your blood sugar levels, on your energy levels. And that's the beauty is understanding what we have control over. And often we jump that step. We think, oh, I'm going to control my weight. Well, there's a lot of things that impact on our weight. Some of them we have control of and some of we don't. So it's learning what we can control and change in a positive way and in an enjoyable way because you mm. don't want to feel like everything's a restriction and you don't want to feel guilty if you eat a red food rather than a green food and, and all of those things. Like I love that story. You quite happily ate the big piece of, you know, carrot cake at your craft group. Not <laughs> So that's not a problem. At all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, look, thank you so much, Sally Ann. I, I was so grateful to receive your kind and generous gift at the International Women's Day webinar. And it really has completely changed my life. Yeah. Um, and I believe that if I can do it, anyone can do it because um, my history of weight loss and gain and my health complications haven't made it easy but and Carl, you've been an inspiration to our community as well and i don't know how many times i've said it, it you have got the results because you just took those baby steps in the order that was suggested you also ask questions and really embrace that curiosity aspect uh, of mindful eating. So well done to you. You make sure you take on the credit as well for, for what you've been able to achieve. Thanks, Sally Ann. Thank you uh, again for listening to the Eating For You podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it on your Instagram or Facebook page. And I look forward to sharing with you again next week. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If your current way of eating is not working for you, then join me in a free 15-minute mindful eating discovery call. If I can help you, I will provide you with a personalised tip to get you started with a way of eating that will bring lasting results for your weight and your health. And if I'm not the best person to help you, I will do my best to refer you on. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.